NBA Australia. How are you going? Hey, on, mate. It is NBA Australia's Monday, December 13. Oh, the start of a new work. But it's okay, because it's Chrissy soon. It's all okay, isn't it? What's that? Two more weeks. Let's go. Uh, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes for whoever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff. Here, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season. While ripping Australia a bit, that's what we do, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, we don't take things too seriously. You might have already gathered that. We leave that for the nerds and their serious, serious basketball breakdowns. Fuck off. Uh, big NBA weekend to talk about today. Zion's falling asleep. He's hurt his foot again. Oh, God. <laughs> the Pistons, they copped a huge injury of their own. All of Chicago are basically out because of COVID. And of course, our beloved king, King Delhi, was killed in a horrible, horrible, horrible attack by uh, the Creek Freak, Mitch Creek, in the NBL. Jeez. Anyway, we've got all that in the NBA Australia game wraps and weekend winners and losers. We've got That's Not a Knife, Old Mate, No Mate, Spot of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball. We've got Dickhead of the Weekend, there's Yeah Nas, there's the Unpopular Opinion of the Day, and there's our back Takehouse, where we're serving up a flame grill take. Uh, the Australian player watch, a chocker's one today because uh, Josh Greeny Green got out there in uh, lieu of Luca for the Mavs. Love that. And we've got an Andrew Gay's Great Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. A uh, run of previews and picks as well for tomorrow. And we'll finish off with a... It's got to be a giddy review because, uh, yeah, Delhi was obliterated off the face of the planet. Anyway, episode 718 of NBA Australia. Let's go. All right, support for NBA Australia is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Manscaped, love them, absolutely love them. They are the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they just launched that fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. That's right, it's better than the 1.0, better than the 2.0, and even better than the 3.0. They've launched it all across Australia and New Zealand, and you can check it out as well. And join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free shipping worldwide with the code STRAYA over there at manscaped.com. So check it out. Uh, we were some of the first folks to try the new 4.0. I love it. It's got everything you need. It's got a light. It's got an awesome little LED light underneath. It's got the uh, wireless charging, waterproof. It feels awesome. And I'll tell you what, the best part is the ceramic blade and that advanced skin-safe technology. It's just like this house, there's no bloody nicks. Absolutely love it. You'll have at your junk like your junk Zorro. You'll be chopping Chrissy trees into it in no time. Either way, basically it breaks down to the simple idea. If you're using your own your old nut trimmer on your face and vice versa, that's gross and you're doing it wrong. Don't end up with pubes in your mouth. That's disgusting. So get your own ball hair and body hair trim with Manscaped. You make me time the best time. Your balls will thank you, and so will anybody else who goes near them this holiday period. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Uh, so 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. 20% off. It's a big chunk of change. I'll tell you that much. With free shipping at manscaped.com, use that code STRAYER. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job. With Manscaped. So yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it now. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, oh, you better. You better watch out for the me attack if you're a million beers yesterday. Holy moly. Pub cricket. I backed up my uh, career best 61 from last week with an 84 yesterday. We couldn't track down the total, though. I hold out right at the end. So, feel very conflicted, very sad. Almost led the team to a win and then shit the bed so expertly at the end. Oh, God. But every part of me hurts today. It's just, oof, it's gross. Anyway, <laughs> with that in mind, let's start today's show the way we start every show right here in BA Australia. Not with Jimmy complaining about being old, but with the daily whip around. There you go, COVID. I mentioned this at the top. Chicago have now lost Zachy Kex, Adam Levine, and Troy Brown, and Ayo! Dosunmu and Stanley, that's right, Stanley Johnson, their replacement player, has also 
being in, uh, placed into the health and safety protocols. That's joining DeRozan there, Matt Thomas, Javante Green. Basically, it ends up being, I believe, like uh, seven players and Kobe, Kobe White might be back soon. But, geez, absolutely crazy. So they've got nine healthy players, I think, for tomorrow's game which is just brutal. Uh, the Knicks, they also lost RJ Barrett to the health and safety protocols and Obi Toppin. Ain't no stopping Obi Toppin, unless it's COVID. And uh, he had his best game of the season, and then boom, into the protocols. Uh, Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma is in the protocols as well. Armenian uh, Allen, love to see that. Uh, also got fined for giving fans a finger the other day. Don't know if you saw that one. But Josh Richo Richardson as well for the Celtics. He's in the protocols. Uh, the only good bit of news, I guess, for that is that at least the Hornets get Terry Rousey back from their COVID protocol. So, happy days. Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant, he's out at least six weeks for the Detroit Basketball Pistons. Oh, geez. A UCL sprain of his right thumb. Uh, you'll remember that was really what uh, Bam at a bio basically ruinated on his hand too. So, six weeks, long time for the Pistons and their leading scorer. Jeez. The rich get or the poor get poorer. Tough scenes there for Detroit. Zion, the big unit. Oh, he suffered a setback, bro, in his rehab process. He's going to be dialed back even more. It does feel like he went for one run. He's like, oh, my foot's sore. (laughs) Yeah, it's because you weigh fucking 160 kilos. Jesus, Zion, what are you doing, mate? Uh, So the reports on this were after experiencing persistent soreness in his right foot, Zion Williamson underwent medical imaging, which showed a regression in the bone healing of his fifth metatarsal. And as a result, the volume and intensity of his training will be reduced for an extended period to help allow for further burn healing. This felt so fucky from the get-go, right? The Pelicans being like, oh man, look, he broke his foot. But he'll be fine. He'll be ready for training camp. Oh, he'll be ready for the start of the season. Oh, he'll be back in December. Oh, we're going to sit him. Gee, who could have fucking foreseen... The giant unit dealing with foot problems, not dealing with them very fucking well. I don't know. Fucking everybody, maybe? Jesus. What a shit show that has turned into, huh? Absolutely unreal scenes. Fucking hell, Pelicans. I mean, it's a lot of gumbo down there. But anyway, Jake Madison, uh, Nola beat writer, he was talking, also mentioned a couple of tweets about him skipping rehab workouts, him falling asleep during film sessions last week. Uh, how's everything going down there, New Orleans? Doesn't sound bloody great. Other news! Steve Kerr. He's been selected as the uh, next coach to lead Team USA to the defeat at the hands of the Boomers at the World Cup and Olympics. So what's that? 2023 for the World Cup and 2024 for the Olympics. Uh, So yeah. Congrats on Steve Kerr to be selected as the bloke to get beaten by the Aussies. And finally, Ben Simmons. Uh, Obviously, this is the week in a couple of days when all of the NBA players who signed deals in the offseason, basically a third of the the entire league, suddenly becomes available to be added into trades. One of those extremely weird and fucky rules in the CBA. Oh, but you signed a new contract. You can't be traded for like this amount of time, amen. Why? Oh, well, we're just, we don't know. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, but either way, Philly and their trade convos have apparently cooked up. And uh, the momentum is rolling towards something because it does, like, it's very, very clear in the reporting out there that, uh, Two-way and three-way deal structures are being talked about as they try to land a twi- top 25 player. Basically, this is very much like uh, them going, yeah, look, we know we can't go one for one and get like a really good dude for Ben Simmons, but what we'll try to do is finagle something fucky. And Daryl Morey will try to somehow like steal a half-decent person. Uh, there's some interesting stuff. Yeah, basically, they haven't found a trade partner who's willing to go straight up Ben Simmons. Uh, and Daryl Morey, like, he's just going to go fuck it. Unless we get someone good, I'm not going to trade him just to get him off the fucking roster. Portland came out and in this reporting about Simmons and it's become pretty clear that he's off the table. They did, of course, lose today pretty badly to the Wolves, so I don't know how firm he is about that. To be honest, it feels like Dame and his commitment to the Blazers, as steadfast as it has always been, is probably about like a six-game losing streak away from being not so firm, you know what I'm saying? 
So, there you go. Either way, uh, that's it. Let's do some game wraps from the weekend, which they literally just wrapped up then. So, let's wrap them. Game wraps, 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 game wraps. Tell you what, very proud of myself today after I'm very proud for making 84, a career high playing cricket. It wasn't backyard cricket. And the body being as sore as it was today, I still rode the squid to daycare. Chucked him on the bike. You know, it's like 6Ks. Off we go, a bit of the treadly action. And then I went for a run today. Fucking hell, your mate Jimmy just might die. No wonder I'm rooted. Right! Weekend game. Sacramento lost a heartbreaker against Charlotte, which was fucking hilarious. 123-124. Darren Fox, he had 31-5, but missed two free throws right at the end. He'd been 8 of 8, I think, at the line at that point. Missed them both. They lose the game. There's like two seconds left, and he missed them both. They were down by one. He missed them both. Anyway, Dallas got their ass handed to them in Indy by the paces. 106-93. I picked that one a little bit wrong. Luca actually played but shouldn't have and uh, is now sitting out. So that's the other sort of bit of news is that Luca is going to miss at least the next couple of games. Uh, he's suffered like a bit of a flare-up of his ankle injury, which sucks. Uh, the big Suvlaki King, Demardis Sabonis, 24-10-7. He was awesome. Uh, Brooklyn withheld Atlanta, 113-105. KD out there just giving Trey some hugs and some nice sexy whispers in his ear. That was fucking weird and creepy. I loved it. They both had 31. Uh, but KD won the game, so good on him. New York, they lost in Toronto, 90-87, a crazy game. Toronto kicked the... F- they were up 20 in the first quarter. Uh, Knicks pulled it back, even took the lead right at the end, but uh, Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. hit a three with like a minute to go, then everybody missed every shot after that until right at the end when Julius Julius Randall rimmed out a three that would have put them up with like two seconds left. And uh, Toronto inbound the ball. Gary Trent, Trent Darby Jr. gets fouled on the inbounds. Uh, goes one or two at the line. Game was over. Tough loss for the Knicks. They can't cop a break at the moment. They're also just not playing very well. And now they're losing play, uh, players to COVID. So not ideal for them. They might pop up in weekend losers even. Milwaukee beat Houston 123-114. 41 and 5 from Giannis. Yeah, not bad, eh? Chicago, no, Chicago. Cleveland. Cleveland! Beat Minnesota, 123-106. Bang! Go the throw. Out battles Cat. Kevin Love. Revenge! Had a great game. Launched a bunch of threes. Hit him. Larry, that's a girl's name. Marketing hit a bunch of threes as well. This was a laugher as well. Uh, the Pelicans. That's right. They're not the Pelicans because they took care of Detroit. 109-93. Spindles at 26. He's been uh, very, very good of late. Talk about that later. Uh, OKC, they lost to the Lakers for the first time this year. So Josh Giddy has his first career game that's a loss to the Lakers, 116-95. But uh, Mop Top Mumba was pretty good. And the Lakers needed 33-5-6 from LeBron to get past him. I'm just saying. Boston got their ass handed to them by Phoenix, 111-90. Tatum, 24, not good enough. Just, yeah, Boston might be bad. McGee, for hell, they had 21-14. Sunday, the Clippers eked out a game against Orlando that was an absolute fucking barn burner, 106-104. Super... Fun, right down to the end. Great game. Duckman hits a three with like a minute left. Makes it a five-point game, but boom. t Rouse gets fouled on a three. Hits all of them. Zoobs get, gets one of two free throws. So suddenly it's only a three-point game. And cool-ass Cole Anthony with balls of giant fucking steel. Hits a huge three. Tie game. Less than 24 seconds left. And cometh the man. Well, cometh the hour, cometh the man. Uh, apparently the man is Reggie Jackson. What? Unbelievable. Hits the game winner. That was awesome. What a fun game that was. Utah, take care of Washington, 123-98, because the Wiz stink, and Donnie Mitchell went off for 28. Sacramento, they had 103 and lost to Cleveland. Cleveland! Who go back-to-back against Western Conference teams, one on the road, one at home. Absolutely amazing. The Cavs rule. I love them. Miami, they took care of Chicago. Uh, Chicago, I was like, hey, man, Chicago might need Bill Wennington to suit up for this. And then you're like, oh, shit. Bill Wennington can't even do that because he's got COVID as well, and so does Stacey King. Fucking hell, what is going on in Chicago? Anyway, uh, Miami were really good. Duncan Robinson showed up in that one. Good on him. Houston finally lost to Memphis. Crazy. Memphis without Triple J. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. dealing with like a little bit of a knee uh, knee soreness there. 113-106. The Grizz. Doesn't matter who they're rolling out there. They just win games. 113-106. Philly. Beat the Golden State Warriors in an absolute barn burner of a game. Just really sort of stifled the Warriors. Steph was going for the three-point record, and Aussie Matty T went, nah, yeah, nah, 
fuck you, get fuck, fuck off. Which is par for course for Matty T. We'll talk about that again later. Embiid was awesome as well. It's like one of those things where you watch the Warriors and you're like, yes, their defense is really good. And then you just throw a giant fucking seven foot two Cameroonian behemoth out there and you go, well, try and defend that. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. Denver, they beat the Spurs. I mentioned this one on Friday's preview show. The weird home-home back-to-back where San Antonio just hosted Denver for like four days. Uh, and Denver won the next one. So they figured out some stuff. 127-112. Joker was unstoppable. 35-17-8. Played his ass off. And then today, Milwaukee. I hear it's Algonquin for the good land. It is not in New York. 112-97. They win. Giannis's first triple-double of the year. Whoa. 2010 and 11. The Knicks might be bad. It's not good if you've got, you know, an overbet. Oh, jeez, on the Knicks. Uh, Brooklyn took care of Detroit 116-104 because, I don't know, Kevin Durant's pretty bloody good at basketball. He's going to pop up again in a second. Dallas, without Luka, take care of OKC 103-84. Uh, our man, Josh Giddy, not a banner day for him. Lost the battle of the Joshes. Josh Green came out on top, I reckon, there. New Orleans, they lost to San Antonio 112-97. Six players from the Spurs in double figures. Got a bit hairy there in the middle of the game for the Spurs, but they just settled in the second half. Off they went. Teenage Mutant Yaka Pertle had uh, 24, and so did Deza White. And just then, Minnesota outlasted Portland 116-111. Dame came back, and the Blazers are still not good. Orlando kind of pushed the Lakers for the first half, and then uh, the Lakers just sort of, not so much cruised, but limped to the end and got the win, 106-94. Now let's do some weekend winners and fucking losers. Oh, my God. I won. I won. Ah! <laughs> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me, me Ken, Ken Brockman. Brockman. <clears throat> Can we get a shot of me? There you go. There you go. All right, weekend winners, the Hornets, missing seven players due to COVID and beat a mostly full-strength Kings team. That could not be more Kings. Darren Fox had the game there to win. He didn't. That's a tough one. Kevin Durant, he got fined 25K. Uh, I was going to mention this in the top, but I realized I was saying it down here. The coward-ass fan, he's like, hey, shut up, motherfucker. <laughs> no, shut the fuck up, motherfucker. I love that the KD goes with, like, the double-barrel fucks, and it's only cost him 25 grand. For someone as rich as Kevin Durant, you kind of like, to be honest, to be able to tell a courtside fan to shut the fuck up, motherfucker, 25 grand, that's fine. I'm happy with that. So KD's a winner. He also had 51 today. Brooklyn, nice little run here, taking care of Atlanta and Detroit. Uh, they needed those because I'll tell you what, Patty and KD today were absolutely on one. They looked awesome, kicking ass, taking names. And it was a game where uh, without uh, James Harden, KD's like, all right, well, I'll just score 51 and Patty Mills will just gun it. And that's exactly what they did. It was pretty cool. And in the Hawks game, like it was a really sort of tough tight one. Harden was pretty good in that one. He rested in the Detroit game, obviously. Like Harden didn't shoot it great, but I felt like helped control that game with Durant. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. They still have two very, very good players on that team. So good weekend for Brooklyn. Kevin Love, good weekend for him. Revenge! 18 and 13 in 23 minutes against his old team, Minnesota. It feels weird. Kevin Love might have gone from Please fucking trade me out of here to, holy shit, I might actually be a really good, solid bench contributor for a really good team. That is awesome. What an awesome weekend for Kevin Love realizing that. Because, like, if you had have looked at this at the start of the year, you'd be like, hey, Jimmy, who do you reckon has the better chance at making the playoffs? Minnesota, a.k.a. Kevin Love's old team, or his current team, the Cleveland, Cleveland. Cavaliers. I would have said, well, uh, what are you, an idiot? Minnesota. Smash cut to now. Who's the fucking idiot? As always, me. But still, Kevin Love out here crushing it. I kind of love it. Speaking of which, Cleveland. Cleveland. Weekend winners. As I already hit on, two massive wins over West teams. One in Minnesota and then the other one at home on a back-to-back. Like, they beat the Wolves. They smash the Kings. Like, they're so fucking fun. And now they're fifth in the East. Fifth. They're ahead of the Sixers and fucking Charlotte and Boston and Atlanta and the Knicks and Toronto. Like, that's insane. But the cool part is, they're unreal. Like, go the fro, Jared Allen, should be an all-star. Darius Rucker, Judy Garland. Look, if there was any goddamn justice in this world, he would win most improved player. But I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, someone will probably still just go, oh, well, Miles Bridges was really good for the first three weeks of the season. So, oh, I think he's improved a lot. 
Meanwhile, Darius Rucker Judy Garland is leading the Cavs to the playoffs. Anyway, the Suns weekend winners just doing work. They kicked the Celtics to the curve. I don't know if you watched that one, but they've been about 21. Just withstood everything. Their defense was awesome. JaVal McGee gives them like a weird sort of random sort of thing off the bench. That was gnarly. Good job, Suns. And now they are in sole possession of the best record in the NBA as well after that Warriors loss. Reggie Jackson is a weekend winner because it turns out he does have the biggest balls on a court full of them. Everybody out in that game, like Luke the Duckman Canard, hitting that massive three with about a minute to go in that uh, Clippers Magic game. I can't believe I'm talking about Clippers Magic, but here we go. And then it was just like fucking balls central, like T Ross, Zoobs, Cole Anthony, and then Reggie Jackson at the end. It was just like big ball shot after big ball shot. They all could have done the Sam Cassell dance. It was awesome. So good job, Reggie Jackson. Speaking of which, the Clippers are winning without Paul George and Kawhi. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. But that's what they just keep on doing. That's three in a row at the moment, two without Paul George. You love to see it. It's hilarious because the Clippers, it's like the island of misfit toys without Paul George there. And they just keep winning some of these random games. It's awesome. The Pacers, they needed a kick in the ass, a.k.a. we will trade every single one of you jerks. And that's what's happened. They've won three on the trot now. They look a little bit better. They look a little bit more cohesive. And uh, I don't know. Miles Turner might be like, oh, actually, maybe it's not so bad here. No, it's still bad. Trade me. Uh, the Heat. Duncan Robinson couldn't find uh, hitting some shots any fucking better. One decimated team takes on another one. You hope to be the team that wins that. And the Heat did beat the Bulls. They needed that as well. Nice little settler. Uh, but more like from a macro sense for the Heat, like Duncan Robinson remembering how to fucking shoot just is a win for the Heat as as a as a team, as a franchise. They paid him an absolute shit ton of money in the offseason, and then he instantly forgot how to shoot. Ryan Anderson much? <laughs> Holy shit. The Yaz! It's a soft J, and they're doing uh, nothing sexy except for winning. If you find that uh, sexy, then uh, better go to Salt Lake City, bro. Bit of sexy Mormons for you. Seven in a row! They look very, very, very well balanced as well. Uh, Rudy Gay is sort of finding his stride. And they look just a little bit a uh, little bit dangerous in the way that the Jazz always sort of tend to do, right? Where they're just like, ah, oh, we're just now going to rip off a 16-game winning streak or something fucking crazy because that's just what we're going to do. Uh, even with Jingles having a really bad game the other day, they kicked the fuck out of Washington. The Grizz, speaking of which, like, talk about balance for the Jazz. The Grizz just plug and play. Triple J goes out, sweet. We'll keep on winning anyway. Big win over Houston. Uh, no Jar, no Triple J, no Hassels, no Dylan Brooks. Like they're, Without their three best players, they beat Houston. I mean, sure, it's not a massive indictment because it's Houston, but at the same time, Houston are also a professional basketball team being paid lots of money to play basketball. And boom, off they went. They're 16-11. That's insane. And finally, Philly is the last weekend winner here. They took care of Golden State with like kind of a weird, confident ease. And now they're healthy. They've got the trade rumors around Simo. They're getting a bit spicier. They're primed for a bit of a run. Good weekend for Philly. Like, to beat the Warriors, win the Battle of the Currys, come out of that smelling like roses, and Steph not also breaking the all-time three-point record on your floor, that's a big win. What about the losers, though, Jimmy? We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Loser. Losers, losers. Ben Simmons. I mean, tough one. How's your leverage, Ben? Uh, oh, man, they, they, you could see like my team falling apart without me. That's how like important I am to them. They're just like, nah, we're good. <laughs> we'll just start Matty T on Steph and that'll be fine. Off you go. See you, Ben. Tough one. Just imagine being in Ben Simmons' shoes watching that game going, well, I reckon they could use me in this one, eh? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Kings! Oh, the Kings. I don't know how you lose that game to a decimated Charlotte. Well, I kind of do because it's you're the Kings. That is almost self-explanatory. But poor De'Aaron Fox. He's the next one. 2.4 seconds left. You're down one. It's like, all right, it's all on me. I'm going to hit these two free throws. I'm watching this one. He misses the first one long and then short arms the second one. Absolute fucking brutal scenes. That he has a fox. Another weekend loser, Larry Nance Jr. Hey, man, can you trade me to a contender? I don't want to be here in Cleveland. I mean, come on. Cleveland! Uh, asked to be traded away from the loser Cavs to a good team. Gets to Portland, and they're a tire fire, and the Cavs are awesome. 
<laughs> Poor Larry Nance Jr. It just keeps happening. He gets like a half season with LeBron. He's on like all the loser Laker teams early. Then he's like with LeBron for a little bit. LeBron fucks off again. And he's like, oh, I want to go to Portland. Is that cool? And they're like, all right, we'll trade you. And he gets to Portland and it all just falls apart. <laughs> fucking hell, man. It's tough. But that's the thing. They started him today. And you're like, yes, it's about fucking time because Covington has been an absolute fucking shit show. Give me some more Larry Nance. And that's what they did. And, uh, yeah, they still lost. Anyway, the Wiz, they lose Kuzma. And they got absolutely handled by the Jazz. They are, uh, look, it's going to be tough to, look, we can, we do this on a weekly basis. It's the Wizards in Chicago uh, moments. Each week in the podcast, you go, well, are they okay? And then you're like, well, let's talk about Chicago as another weekend loser here because they lose Levine, they lose Ayo, they lose every, They've got nine healthy players. You have to have eight. They've got nine. They've got a replacement player. Who's out? Well, that's insane. They're signing Alfonso McKinney. It's like, where's the barrel? We need to dig through it. Uh, the thing is, you talk, look at the Wiz. They're getting, you know, closer and closer. They've still got, you know, most of their dudes. They lost Kuzma, sure, but geez. Like, that Washington game, that Washington-Utah game, they're starting Denny Avdijar, and I'm like, all right, that's good. Beal just wasn't on fire. Dinwiddie, he got paid and he sucks. Who saw that coming? Except for everybody. KCP literally didn't hit a shot in that game. Like, Trez started off the season amazingly. Again, has hit like a wall. I don't know what's going on. It's fucky. Whereas Chicago, like, COVID has just completely derailed their season, right? Like, it's two losses in a row now. Uh, five and five in the last ten. I mean, their fucking broadcasters are in the protocols. Like, it's insane. Talk about weekend losers. Other weekend losers, the Knickerbockers of New York City. Oh, the Knicks. I love it. I, look, I'm not going to lie. I fucking love it. Look, confident Nick, Nick fans are my favorite thing in the world because the, they know the shoe's going to drop, but they're just going to ignore the shoe for as long as they can. And now they're on the bottom of the Atlantic. They're 12 and 15. They've lost three straight, and that's actually six of their last seven. I believe. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not getting better. Like, it's weird, and now they're losing dudes to COVID. It's brutal. And the best part is, here it comes. Here it comes. One source believes Nick's locker room leadership has started to become an issue. Randall is not a born leader. Self-admittedly, the quiet type, as is Derek Rose. It's up to Randall to lift this group out of the doldrums. One source said the forward can occasionally be a loner in the locker room. Oh, here comes the insiders out of the Knicks. You love to see that. Oh, God. Stoke a fire. The Celtics! Tough road trip. They finished up with a handling by the Suns. Three losses to close it out. Ugh, just a dispiriting season for the uh, Celtics so far, right? They're 13 and 14. Three losses in a row. Just, ugh, not looking good. The Blazers, similar vibes. They get Dame back, but they still suck. That's five losses in a row now, I think, for them. Uh, might even be six. <laughs> I haven't checked that. Um, but either way, it's not very good. I believe it's five. Yeah, it's five losses in the in a row for the Blazers. And, I mean, Dame comes back. Maybe CJ comes back from his collapsed lung. But at the same time, like, really, what are we doing here? You know? Either way. Uh, Detroit, they've lost 12 straight. They've lost their best scorer. There might be a record losing streak on the cards here for the uh, Pistons. You know? Just saying. Other weekend losers, two last ones here. Trey Young. Anytime you see the pictures of, like, you know, you being enveloped like you're a tiny little man baby uh, by Kevin Durant, who's, like, whisp- like just sort of wrapping his arms around you, whispering sweet nothings in your ear that are basically like, fuck you, soft-ass motherfucker, or something like that, uh, you're getting some weird sort of uh, prison vibes. <laughs> but A, and then B, you're like, ah, oh. KD knows how this is going to play, and it's going to make Trey look very small. And very silly. And that's exactly what happened. So Trey Young came into this weekend going, not only did he get out by Kevin Durant, he made me look like a baby. <laughs> that's fucked. And of course, the big weekend loser. But not really in my heart. King Deli. That's right. First of his name, Smasher of Tins, King Deli of Meriburra. Rest in peace, our liege. Rest in peace. Hashtag NBL straight. Him getting straight fucking... Killed by the Creek Freak. He got straight killed. Was one of the most conflicted moments I think I've had talking about basketball. 
I love Deli's play. I love that he went for it. But the creek jam was so fucking good. I love that he even said after, he was like, yeah, I didn't even know if it went in. <laughs> he fucking hammered that home so hard. Del, you can see the exact moment where Deli's spirit just leaves the planet like it's over. He's gone from this astral plane. And then you've got fucking uh, <laughs> just a fight breaking out as well. Like, it was just crazy and fun and silly and, oh. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the weekend, though. <laughs> Jesus. Just thinking about the deli thing makes my heart fucking hurt. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. I mean, I could say, Giannis, the 41, 17, and 5, the triple double, good weekend, but come on. Kevin fucking Durant, 31, 5, and 6, with three blocks in the steal against Atlanta. Huge win. And then today. 51 points, 7 rebounds, and 9 assists against the Detroit Basketball Pistons. Uh, That's the highest score of the season, uh, topping Steph with his 50. So Kevin Durant, yeah, that's the NBA Australia pre-performance of the night because he just went, oh, not only am I going to swear at some courtside fans in Atlanta, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to just give everybody the biggest F you in the world by dropping 51 on your fucking head. That is awesome. Kevin fucking Durant, what a... Legend. Giannis was incredible, don't get me wrong. But KD, just Jesus. 51. He shot the shit out of it as well. He was, and this is also like a Kevin Durant who isn't exactly just going, oh, what I'll do actually is uh, I'll shoot lots of threes and that'll be some easy points for me, man. Uh, KD is out there going 16 to 31. He hit five of his threes today, but he got to the line. That was the biggest thing. 14 to 15 at the line for his 51 points. It was a beautiful game. KD, what a legend. Spud of the weekend. Spud, 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 of the night. Spud of the night. I mentioned KCP going 0 of 5 against the Yaz, but we had a couple of good ones. Cam Reddish went 0 of 6 in 17 minutes against Brooklyn. Alec Burks 0 of 7 against the Raptors in 36 minutes. TLC in that game against the Nets was even worse than Cam Reddish. He went 0 of 8 from the floor. Jesus. Uh, Siakam was 3 of 18 against the Knicks. Uh, Mook. Mook Morris was 1 of 9 against the Magic. Vooch! Now, you wondered how they lost that game to the Heat. Well, he went 3 of 15, while Lonzo went 5 of 15. Ouch. Uh, But the real spot of the weekend has got to go to Marcus fucking Smack! 0 for 11. He started in that game against the Suns. 0 for 11. I believe the uh, the stat was the worst 0 for shooting uh, in Celtics history was Frank Ramsey, who went 0 of 15 in 19 diggity. It's 1960. Uh, the last time someone went 0 of 11 for worse was Ray Allen in Game 3 of the 2010 Finals in the midst of his absolutely horrid cold streak. And then Marcus Smart luckily hits a shot, and you're like, oh, it's not too bad. He still ends up 1 of 13. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is 1 of 13, 0 of 5 from 3. He had 4 points, 2 rebounds, and 0. That's right, 0 assists. Your Boston Celtics point guard, everybody. 1 of 13 shooting and 0 assists. And Marcus Smart is the spot of the weekend. What about old mate no mates, though? Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Look, if, well, A, we've now got people leaking stuff about Zion. It's like, oh, man, nah, like, I've heard that he's a foot. Bro, bro, did you see Zion asleep in that film session, man? Hey, did you know that Zion is, like, skipping rehab workouts? Like, that is fucking brutal. Oh, Lord. Uh, so definitely Zion has got like no mates, I reckon, of uh, of giant note, especially since Stephen Adams left uh, New Orleans. But I think they're a little bit happy to be like shitting on him because the weird thing was like there were the rumors that he'd gotten like massive while he's doing his rehab. And then we saw photos last week trying to like negate that. And then we get stories that he's just not going to rehab assignments and like falling asleep during film sessions and junk. And his foot's still fucked. So that's a bit of a tough one. And it's very, very old mate, no mates vibes out there in New Orleans for uh, poor man Zion. 
And the same goes for Julius Randle, right? So as soon as you start getting some leaks, some fucking leaks out of the Knicks, and it's about Julius Randle and his shit leadership. Didn't help that today he went eight, uh, for, what, eight points against the Bucks, two of nine shooting, one of five from three, and had seven turnovers. He and Fournier have just been stinking it up. They're one and six in their last seven games, obviously. And uh, really, eight, ten, and seven with seven turnovers. Julius Randle is... Uh, it's crazy to see the flip side of the good vibes that the Knicks had last year towards Julius and how quickly that dissipates in New York. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. It is hilarious. And Julius Randle. So he, the fact that he was like the first target of the leaks after, you know, Kemba got benched. And now it's like, well, actually, you know that Julius is a shit leader as well, right? Yeah. Tough one. The weird thing is, you'd think that uh, Kemba would be a bit of a leader. Oh, no, he's not been a real leader anywhere he's gone. Oh, he's a great guy, though. We all love Kemba. Oh, he's just such... Oh, he's one of the most... Everybody loves him. Oh, yeah? How have all his teams gone? Yeah. Interesting. Pantsing. Very fat, 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 very fat, fat. Yeah, the pantsing of the weekend. Steph. Steph. That's right. Steph Curry. Uh, because Matty T, Aussie Matty T, Matisse Tarbell, was the first player to block multiple threes from Steph Curry... For the first time, oh, checks notes ever. Matty T, he just went, oh, yeah, fuck off, bang. Uh, today as well, LeBron on Cole Anthony just sending it back to his dad, back to the 90s. He's like, uh, yeah, where's, where's your dad, Greg? Yeah, is he back in 1999? Yeah, bang, there it is. He can have that ball. Sent it. Absolutely fucking sent it. Trey, obviously a bit of a pantsing with LeBron just wrapping his giant weird fucking Durantula frame all over the top of him in gross kind of fashion. And, of course, our king, our liege. King Delhi, Matty Delavidova of Maribara. Hello be thy name. By Creaky Dunn, <laughs> dead and buried. Oh, it hurts my fucking heart. Uh, Delhi obviously got pants. But I mean, at least Peatling came in for him. I kind of enjoyed that. So yeah, and then Delhi got into the scrap. You love to see that. Just that Maribara high school ruck rover. Uh, better than Lonzo Ball. <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. I already mentioned that Lonzo went 5 of 15 in that game. It's like, well, Chicago like, well, we need Vooch and uh, Lonzo to step up in the absence of everybody else. Oh, fuck. They've gone 8 of 30 combined. Yeah, not ideal. <laughs> so, better than Lonzo Ball is pretty easy. Uh, James Booknight, uh, the pick, he was awesome. Career high, 24 and 6 threes. Uh, which was pretty gnarly to see because I do love uh, when Charlotte sort of just pop off. Like, they're one of the more fun teams. And obviously, they've been decimated by all the COVID absences as well. And it's been awesome to see Booknight actually get a bit of run. He went 9 of 14 from the floor with his six threes. He was awesome. And I feel like he and Diazza Fox could have uh, shared some stories about, you know, being better than Lonzo Ball. But... What a showing. Like, six of eight from three, six rebounds, 24 points, one assist, and a steal. James Booknight, please stand up. And, of course, today, the one shining light for the Knicks in that game against the Bucks today was Quinton Grimes. His first career start, the Knicks rookie, just goes for a lazy 27 points, three rebounds, three assists, and three steals. He went seven of 13 from downtown. That is absolutely... His first career start. Q Grimes. Love to see it. 9 of 17 from the floor. He was bloody great. You legend. And finally, dickhead of the weekend. Dickhead of the week. And uh, I kind of wanted to say Peatling for coming in, and but not really. It's not much of a dickhead move to come in and give the Creek Freak a bit of a shove for uh, kind of standing over uh, Delhi. Because I don't want anyone standing over my leash. So good on you. But, I mean, it's not that much of a dickhead move, right? Like, the dickhead move, creaky. It's not even a dickhead move to stand over Delhi because he had such a fucking impressive dunk that he could have fucking teabagged him. And you'd be like, to be honest, that was fair. Like, <laughs> like holy shit. Uh, but the dick of the weekend is going to go to, and it's like a combo dickhead of the weekend and legend of the weekend because slow-mo Carl Anderson. I don't know if you saw this today. Uh, he was replying to a Twitter user, Migo Max, who said, Hey, Kyle Anderson, you need to retire from the NBA, bruh. You out here single-handedly fucking up people parlays because you can't make fucking free throws, my N-word. You a clown. Kyle Anderson replied to that saying, Yeah, it was pretty bad. My bad, bro. Send your cash app. I'll send you what you lost. 
Uh, another Twitter user said, uh, Softy Head John said, yo, this is tight though. Slow-mo then replied to that and said, LMAFO, I ain't sending them nothing. Boys done lost their mind if they think I care about their parlay. <laughs> and so the combination, like, fuckhead of the week and is obviously the initial tweeter going, hey, I can't believe you didn't hit that thing and you cost me my bet. If you yell at athletes on the internet about costing you bets, like, that is instant dickhead bin. And legend of the weekend bin is slow-mo going, oh, yeah, sorry, man, I'll cash up you the money. And then someone go, really? And he's like, no. <laughs> That's such a good setup. And then bang, loved it. Absolutely loved the entire uh, escapade there by Slow Mo Carl Anderson. What a fucking legend. And yeah, don't fucking yell at athletes for costing you your fucking bet. Oh, God. Not great. Anyway, let's do some Yenars right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Miss McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do it. In ours brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. Look, it's Melbourne. It's summer. It's hot. It's real hot. Sweating like a priest near a preschool today. Uh, but either way, lockdown's over. Don't have to wear a mask in retail as of some point this week, maybe, apparently. But either way, don't go to the bottle and get the Omicron Percy I8 virus. Bring the bottle to you with thedailyliquor.com. I'll drop it off at your door, run it free, off you go, Boom. If you're in the metro Melbourne area, that is, of course. And you get same-day delivery before noon. Be over 18, etc. But if you're banging the code straight up, they'll also throw in a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA. I'll tell you what, that is a great deal because that beer is awesome. I may have had a little bit of it on the weekend, and I'll tell you what, it was a fun time. Oh, it's such a good drinking beer. Either way, so go check that out. The DailyLiquor.com, they've got wines, beers, and cocktails coming at the Wazoo, and you can have a free six-up on your mate Jimmy. You can say, thanks, Jimmy. You got me a free sixer if you're in the Melbourne metro area. Boom. Code Strayer, dailyliquor.com. Right. Dan Wilkinson at NBA Australia. Yeah, nah. KD potty mouth for 25K. Is that money well spent? Yeah, nah. Yes. I fucking I kind of hit this one earlier, right? Like, I love this. Good one, Dan. I'm glad that Dan pointed this out because I do think 25K, I've got to assume the NBA in all their fucking... High horse wisdom will have like escalating fines if KD does it again. But at the same time, if I was KD, I'd be like, you know what? Let's find out. I have way more money than Adam Silver. <laughs> and Adam Silver hasn't yet hired Jimmy as his VP of uh, common fucking sense on my at least six figure uh, salary request. And uh, I'd be like, you know what, Adam? Let's not find him. That's fucking funny, mate. <laughs> Let him just yell at the fucking court. Like the courtside fans probably got so much more out of that interaction than KD did. And KD was so angry, he dropped 51 on Detroit so like the next night or the next day after. But that's fucking amazing. So I think it's a win-win all round. The NBA gets a free 25000 bucks. The fan gets sworn out by Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant gets angry. I loved it. Yeah. Win-win. All right, uh, a bunch of these deli ones. Here we go. Uh, Brad McGegan, Jimmy, not NBA-related, but yeah, nah, is Mitch Creek no longer a friend of the show after that disrespect to King Daly? Hashtag prayers out to Daly. Hashtag that's not a poster, that's a billboard. Yeah, nah. Uh, there's been other aspects of uh, Creaky that, you know, when we refer to him, it's not so much as a uh, friend of the program, but, you know, he was had all charges dropped and stuff. So at the same time, if you go at Delhi, <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, Delhi just like Jesus, he just rose up again, didn't he? I love that. Speaking of which, Matty always asked, dunking on Delhi should be a crime. Yeah, nah. Yeah, but I mean, Delhi is always going to put himself in harm's way. And it's like, it's a slightly different game in the NBL. You're not going to have quite the size backing you up on the interior. Uh, I mean, South East Melbourne Magic, do <laughs> Fucking hell. The old Magic Phoenix with Zhu Kui. Damn. 
He is tall. What was it seven blocks on the weekend? But anyway, um, yeah. So Brad's one about Mitchie Creek no longer being a friend of the show after the disrespect to King Daly. A pay some respect to your elders, yeah. <laughs> so, and Matty, I was dunking on Daly should be a crime. Look, Daly is he's like the masked vigilante putting himself in the in the way of crime there. So, I'm gonna say nah to that one. So, bit of a tough one. The Sydney Sea Kings. I love the Sydney Sea Kings. Uh, yeah, no, an NBA straight. Gorge gave off real Draymond Green vibes last night. Uh, loved this because it was um, Gorge basically sitting at the press conference and just sort of zoning out. Uh, and I'm going to say yeah because, well, actually, it's also kind of nah because Gorge actually looked like something was going on in his brain. He was kind of like, fuck, what are we going to get for dinner tonight? Uh, do we need toilet paper? Shit. Uh, and, like, you could see stuff, stuff sort of ticking over in his brain. The Draymond one where he's sitting next to Festus Azili and just like, uh... It looks like brain slugs from fucking Futurama were just, like, attached to the back of his head. Like, it looked like he slipped into a coma. Like, there was just... It was blank. Whereas at least Gorge is kind of like... like you could see, like, the monkey clapping its fucking um, symbol in, uh, in Gorge's brain, but in Draymond's brain, like, it was just like the... Bee, nothing going on. Pretty weird stuff. Ah, uh, and there's some good Yanaz. Yeah, the Delhi ones, it's just tough because that sort of leads me, I think, to the unpopular opinion of the day. Now, look at me, please. Look at me, look at me, look at me. And that Delhi dunk by Creaky was top three most vicious ones I've seen on a person, I think. Like, that was so fucking brutal. He was so far away from the fucking hoop when he went up. And the pictures, the pictures are incredible. Like, you see him with the ball cocked back as he's going up, and he's like, oh, shit, I'm going to dunk this. And Dally's under there going, I've made a horrible mistake. I'm not getting paid enough here in Australia to do this. But at the same time, as vicious as it was, I think there's two sort of huge takeaways from it. And I can't remember who asked me. There was a year now, like, Creaky was doing this basically to, do you reckon that shows that he could get back to the NBA? And A... I think this proved that Creek can fucking 100% still get up. That was insane. What a fucking dunk. And I think the other two, second huge takeaway is that Delhi is a fucking hero for trying to stop him. <laughs> like, we should have a medal named after Delhi for that. It's like, holy shit. The King Delhi, good on you, you little tacker, for trying to take the charge or block the shot, but what the fuck were you doing award? Like, holy moly. Put his body on the line for his teammates. You love to see it. So I think the unpopular opinion is that I fucking loved it from both ways. I think Creaky dunking Delhi into oblivion, but Delhi having the sheer fucking stones to stand in front of that and actually contest it. Like he's learning at the feet of Aaron Bangers Baines for years, obviously, is uh, Delhi, but shit. You're not Bangers. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, good stuff. Outback Takeouts for today. It's Monday at Outback. You know what that means? Oh, yeah, fuck. Someone hit a wombat on our street. So, uh, bush steaks? Yeah, that'll do. Today's special only at Outback. And today's flame grill take is the New Orleans Pelicans should trade Zion right fucking now and see what they can get for him. Only... At Outback. So, I basically am now on board with this. Look, I've never been... If you've listened to me before, uh, over the last couple of years, since Zion got drafted, the thing is, I'm not entirely convinced he's really contributed a lot to, like, winning basketball games. You know? It's like the rebound numbers are, like, a weirdly a little bit low. The scoring was pretty good there for a stretch, but... It didn't really impact the game as much as it ought to have. It's very, very strange. You know? It's kind of like D'Angelo Russell. Feels empty calories. And the last thing that Zion should be having is empty calories. So, I mean, I'm a fat bastard, but Jesus. And I've dealt with foot problems. I did my rehab. <laughs> Holy shit. Come on, Zion. But yeah, if you're the Pelicans, you've got to be looking at this going, fuck, what can we get for him? And you know that David Griffin's just like, well, if I trade him now, I get to reset the clock on you know when I'm about to get fired, which is if he doesn't come back this year or if he does and we're still shit. 
then I won't see you out this season. So, yeah, maybe kicking the tyres. Just saying. All right, be back in a second with Australian Player Watch right after this one. This is Nick Kay, and you'll listen to NBA Australia. All right. Let's do it. Australian Player Watch brought to you by... Knowable, that's right. What a Chris Paul, Scott Kelly, and Alexis Ahanian have in common? Well, incredible experiences, and they're all on Knowable, which is a rad new app where the world's top experts teach new skills and bite-sized audio courses. They're short like a podcast, but they teach you really cool stuff. It's like Spotify for learning stuff. I love it. The squid hates it because every time I'm listening to it through the speakers, he's like, Dad, Thomas and Fred's story time. I'm like, shut up. You're two. I'm in charge here. I want to get smarter. Well, the bloke from NASA talks to you about space. Chris Paul talks about plant-based lifestyles. And Alexis Ahanian, the Reddit co-founder, teaches you how to launch a startup, which is a really good one. I fucking love that one. Either way, 100 other experts, over 100 other experts, waiting to teach you something new. So if you're keen on learning some new stuff, download Knowable from your app store, bang in the code STRAYER, and you'll get 20% off all the smart stuff you can handle. It's sick. I love them. Give them a shot. Knowable. Right, Australian play, watch Paddy Thrills, Paddy Mills in the win over Atlanta. He had 11 points and 11 shots. He went one of six from three and a block and a steal. But it was pretty bloody handy. Hit some big shots when needed. Four of 11 from the floor. It's pretty good. Uh, the win over Detroit, much better today. 18 points. Went four of 10 from three. Seven of 17 from the uh, floor, just in general. Unbelievable. Three rebounds, five assists and a steal. Paddy Thrills crushing it. Jingling Joe Ingles and that win over the Wizards. I mentioned that he struggled in this one. Four points, four rebounds, three assists. He went one of six from the floor, one of five of which were from three, and uh, one or two at the stripe. So it's one three and one free throw and nothing else. But they still got the win. That's all that matters. Aussie Matty T shot down Steph fucking Curry. Mention that. Just put him in the fucking boo bin. Uh, the boo box, there you go. Six points, two of five from the floor. Matty T actually went two of three from three. Loved it. He also had the two rebounds, one assist, and those two blocks on Steph. Love, love, love that. They started him specifically, just as the the Boomers did against Slovenia to go against uh, Luca. Matty T just went out there, started, and shut down Steph. It was awesome. Josh Green! Who's Josh Green? Huge weekend for Greeny. Four minutes out there and a loss to Indy. Uh, he had two points, one of three from the floor, one rebound. And then 18 minutes today and a big win in the Battle of the Joshes, the Aussie Joshes, the Josh I. Big win over Gids, eight points, three of five from the floor, one of two from the free throw line, one of two from three. That's right, it's his first three of the year. He's made his first three, Greeny. I love it. Five rebounds, two assists, and a steal as well. That's a really big 18 minutes for Josh Green. You'll love to see it. Uh, Josh Giddy. Big game in that Lakers uh, loss. 12 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal. Went 5 of 12 from the floor, 0 of 5 from 3. Uh, and the loss to Dallas today uh, got you know outplayed by Greeny. 6 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 block and 1 steal. Gids went 3 of 14. Oh, jeez. And 0 of 4 from downtown. So 0 of 9 from downtown across the weekend for Giddy. Yeah, not ideal. Uh, and rock'em, sock'em, block'em, jock'em. Landale got out there for a minute. Against the Pelicans today, he had one minute and one foul. <laughs> Not ideal for your per 36 there, Jock, but still good to see him out there just doing a little bit of something, something, throwing that wood around. All right, time for the Andrew Gaze Grand Mum Reward for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of... What is it? I believe it's excellence, if I can actually remember where the fuck the drop is. Andrew Gaze Grey Mumba! Easy one today, Kevin Durant. That's his eighth career 50 burger. Just insane to think about. But was out there just going, ah, oh, that's the 10th 50-point game in the Nets franchise history. <laughs> and KD's got eight of his own. Like, that's insane to think about. But he goes for 51 today, seven rebounds, nine assists. I mentioned this, six of 31, 16 of 31 from uh, the floor, five of 10 from downtown. And it's weird when you look at, like, KD's games and you watch him... And when he's really fucking flowing from three, like, it's just over. And he's not like Steph. He's not like a volume three or even James Harden, right? He's not a volume three-point shooter. He's just a pretty deadly accurate one when he does get rolling. And 14 to 15 from the free throw line, which is what 
I thought was probably the most impressive part of that Detroit game because it really just fucking stopped them dead in their tracks and killed them straight dead. Like, it was gnarly. That's some excellence. But the nine assists, the seven rebounds, he did everything. That's the most points in a game by any player this season. And I think the odds are out there for MVP. It's like Steph, Giannis, Joker. I'm still kind of not entirely not convinced that it's not Kevin Durant. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, pretty bloody good. He was awesome. Like, and he's a defensive menace this year as well. Like, I mentioned the three blocks against Atlanta, but Jesus, he was awesome in that Pistons game. So, there you go. Easy one for to me today. Um, and he had two blocks in this one too, and a steal. Like, anyway. Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. Uh, initially, we've got the Jock Landale IG post. NBL banner going up from Melbourne United. Good on him. He was obviously part of that last season. And the uh, picture of him on his IG, carrying coffee and some shoes with the caption, bit going on. I guess it's because he's sort of bouncing around from team to team <laughs> with either the Austin Spurs or the San Antonio Bandera Spurs. Played his minute today. You love to see it. And then Paddy actually had a tweet uh, late today where uh, he tweeted out a really, really supportive run here. So must read. No one should ever be singled out because of their color, origin, or ethnicity. It is unacceptable. I'm sorry I had to experience this. Tiff Mitch 25, sending lots of love and good vibes your way. Uh, basically, it's about the team uh, taking a knee, which is pretty good. And it's like pretty crazy that she's playing for what, the Melbourne Boomers. And gets caught up about her fucking braids and shit. So good job, Patty, lending his uh, support there. And so should we. So good job. Patty and more power to you, Tiffany Mitchell. Yeah, sound good. All right, nice one. Let's do some uh, game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent beam. Uh, not a problem, Jimmy. How are you feeling after the weekend? Yeah, not bad. Night out on Saturday with old mate. We had a lot of fun. It was very cool. Scoffed a lot of excellent Mexican food and way too much booze. Oh, jeez. Uh, let's do some adding up. I went six of six on the picks for today. How good was that? And six of seven for yesterday. And six of nine. Nice for Saturday. That is a banner weekend. So what's that? 16. That is 22. And we missed four. So 18 to 22. Holy shit. That's a good weekend. Gee, I hope you're following my picks on the weekends. I mean, I did okay. I didn't even realize I was going that well. Uh, so that leaves us at uh, 222, 222 of 394 picks so far this season. Pretty good. All right, let's do some picks for tomorrow and have a look at some of these games. Oh, there's a couple of belters too. Nine games tomorrow. We've got Miami playing against Cleveland and the Cavs are four and a half point favorites at home. They've finally figured it out. I'm still going to go with Cleveland. The size especially against Miami without Bam. That's going to be a big problem. Give me the Cavs. Minus four and a half at home. They're showing they can beat quality teams. The difference will be if they can key on key in on Miami shooters like Duncan Robinson, like Big Booty Car Larry. And uh, obviously there goes my hero. But I'll take the Cavs anyway. Sacramento, they go to Toronto. Can the Kings get a win on this road trip? Not in this one. I'm going to say Toronto minus four and a half. They win that one. Uh, the Raps, very up and down, obviously. The Kings, they're just not very good. <laughs> so there you go. Golden State go to Indy. Will Steph play? We don't know, but I'm going to take the Warriors minus three and a half. I think they get super fucking hyped for this. Uh, the weird thing is, so they're going to try to break, get Steph to break the uh, three-point record. They were thinking about resting him against Indy so he could play against the Knicks on uh, later in the week. Maybe that'll still happen. Even if he does rest, I think this is one of those games where Golden State, without Steph, would even just go, well, fuck it, we're going to beat Indy anyway. And that's what will happen. Atlanta hosting the Rockets. The Rockets are 11.5 point underdogs here. I think the Rockets can stick with Atlanta. Uh, so I'm going to take the Rockets plus 11.5 in Georgia. I just think the Rockets, look, they're playing much better of late, obviously. 11.5 is just a little bit too much, especially for an Atlanta team that's still pretty discombobulated with injuries and stuff. So... Plus 11.5 it is. The Bucks go to Boston on a back-to-back there. Plus 1.5. It's an interesting one. I'm going to take the underdog Bucks anyway. 
Because if Giannis plays, I think they just beat Boston. <laughs> it's that fucking simple. If he rests, maybe not. Sixers, they go to Memphis to take on that very shorthanded Memphis team. I'm going to have to take the Sixers minus two and a half here. I never feel good about Philly on the road, but Memphis are just too banged up. And the Sixers are an actual okay team, whereas the banged up Grizzlies taking care of Houston. I mean, Houston aren't very good, so give me the Sixers. Charlotte, they go to Dallas. A very underhanded couple of teams actually here. The Hornets are three and a half point underdogs, and it does feel like they could actually handle the Mavs, right? Like with Terry Rose back, with uh, still missing Lamelo and Co. But I'm going to take the Hornets plus three and a half. The Dallas were okay today, but on a back to back, even at home, I'll take the Hornets underdogs. The Wiz they take on the Nuggets. Apparently, my voice wants to uh, just disappear. The Wizards up and down. They're four and a half point underdogs in Denver. I do think this could be like one of those weird ones where Washington play them very, very tight. But Denver at home, Joker going up against Gafford and Montrez. Uh, I might go the Wiz plus four and a half. I think there's just a little bit of something, something there. Give me the Wiz. Denver have been a little bit up and down, obviously. So have the Wiz. I think the Wiz can uh, sort this one out. Give me the Wiz. It's plus. I think it'll be close, and I think they might win. But even if they lose, it's by a couple. And lastly, what is it? The Suns. Lost Suns versus the LA Clippers. That's a fun game. Uh, the Suns are two and a half point favorites against the Clippers in LA. Uh, I'll go the Suns. I think they're... Without Paul George, maybe. We'll see how... Well, if Paul George plays and the Clippers are plus two and a half, I think he'd still rather go Phoenix. So give me the Suns. Without Booker, who knows? Give me the Suns, though. Minus two and a half. And there you go. That's it. Holy shit. Nine games tomorrow. That's going to be fun. We'll wrap all that up for you tomorrow. Big chunky Tuesday for you. That'll be good. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face EIG, all over the socials. And of course, the big news is we're doing a Christmas party. For NFL Australia, basically myself and Gaz were like, well, let's go get beers and we'll watch some football. It's like, wait a second. Why don't we invite everybody? <laughs> so that's what we're doing. So if you're in Melbourne... And next Sunday at noon, you want to come watch some football, some uh, Patriots Colts with myself and Gaz. We will be at the Catfish in Fitzroy, hanging out. I think my parents will be there because they're down for the squid's birthday and shit. So, yeah, it'll be a good time. From noon, one of my brothers will be there too. It'll be gnarly. Either way, it'll be Gaz and I just drinking a lot, eating a lot, hanging out. The squid will be there running amok too. So it'll be lots of fun. Uh, Speaking of which, NFL Australia, go subscribe to that as well if you're not already. Me and Gaz chopping it up each week about the NFL. Crazy week so far this week. Adam with World Wrestling Australia. He's finished his season, but you go check out his finale over on YouTube. Um, basically wrapping up a really big year for Aussie wrestlers. It's really good. World Wrestling Australia over on YouTube. Follow FWCIE on Twitter as well for all the good stuff he does. NBAstraya.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch, get your merch. Buy some t-shirts so I can clear out that little bit of uh, the corner of the spare room. <laughs> So old mate stops yelling at me. Chuck us a rating and review on your podcast app. Don't ask for much. Just do that, would you? Manscaped.com. Code Strayer. 20% off and free shipping. Dailyliquor.com. Use the code Strayer. Get a free sixer. And Knowable. Download that from the App Store. Get 20% off with the code Strayer. Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. They're awesome. Absolutely love them. And uh, obviously all the other bands. Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. I love them, and you should too. Uh, give them all a smash on Bandcamp, Triple J on Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, all the outlets. And remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. And uh, we'll close out today's show with a brand new Giddy review because Deli died. And uh, we'll <laughs> catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. It's been NBA Australia saying... Look after yourselves, would you? And until tomorrow, later, Hosanna! Oh, hi there. Josh Giddy here with a giddily giddy positive review for giddily positive people with Josh Giddy. And uh yeah, so um yeah, we all we all kind of saw it, didn't we? We all saw what happened to Delu this weekend, so uh late minute I got asked to come fill in again, so yeah, uh I think Delhi might have already talked about June, so I figured I'd do it as well just to give my perspective on it. So yeah, June 
there's a lot of sand and like big sweeping shots and space and Aquaman and Timothy Chalamet, who I've already asked to uh, play me in the film of my life, uh, Josh Giddy, Giddy Up, my biopic. Starring Timothy Chalamet. Should be really good. Zendaya was awesome too. Like, I really... Do. And I always loved Oscar Isaac and all the things that he's done, all his various roles. So, yeah, man, like, this was really right in my wheelhouse. Like, it really takes me back to, like, watching big space operatic sort of things, like, stoned as shit on my couch in Yarraville, you know? So, like, yeah, it was great. Oh, wait, can I swear? Shit, I don't know. Oh, either way, I think Dennis Villeneuve is, like, a genius as well. Like, just a genius filmmaker. So, yeah, it was, it was bloody... Uh, Wait, can I swear? Shit. Uh, anyway, it was really, really, really good. I loved every second of June. So, yeah, this one gets about 18 out of 10 giddy-ups because it just had everything. A really interesting story and, like, sand and, like, the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy and it was sick. So, yeah, go see June ASAP, I guess, yeah? So, yeah, because it's really, 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 really good. Bloody good. Sorry. Yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's it for this week. Uh, last minute feeling of Adele. Look, prayers up. Hopefully he recovers soon. Um, but either way, I've been Josh Giddy, and this has been a Giddily Positive review for Giddily Positive People with Josh Giddy.